Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Fitbucks Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Uh, today we've got an exciting one. It's about a question that I get a lot. This is specifically for those going into school, those might already be in school. Some of you that have already graduated might be saying like, wow, I have all this debt, was it worth it? If that's what we're gonna be asking today, how much college debt is too much? Or another way of saying it, how much should I take out for what it's worth, right? But here's the trick on this too. This doesn't even have to do necessarily with debt. It's just the cost because some of you might have not have used all debt. It could have been cash out of your pocket, working a job, all that type of stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we jump into it, as always, if you're on the podcast, be sure to subscribe so that way you get notifications of new episodes. It helps us grow. It helps you understand money. It helps everybody involved. If you're watching on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. Again, same thing. It helps everybody. Uh, it helps us to grow. It helps you. It helps your friends uh, to get all this knowledge about money. So make sure you do that. Uh, also, as always, too, we got our financial planning technology out there. So if you do have debt and you need help trying to figure out how to pay it off and save and all that type of stuff, be sure to become a Fitbucks member. Let's jump right into it. First and foremost, what are the ways... I'm going to go through with you what people oftentimes do, which is wrong. And then I'm going to show you the right way to do it. And you'll see the right way to do it is hard. We make it easy, but you'll see why traditionally people don't look at it this way. Okay. So what, what do people traditionally do? Okay. First of all, they, they try to answer the question by comparing like expected increases in, in income post-graduation relative to the cost. And they say like, well, the break-even point is less than 10 years then it's good so for example like let's just say if you had a job that would pay you forty thousand dollars a year and then you go to college and when you graduate your income is expected to be 60 grand so twenty thousand dollars more but maybe the cost of school is 100 grand what you would do is you would take a hundred thousand dollars divided by 20 which is five years so there's people that use that method would say yeah like that's great. It's less than 10 years break even. That's a good thing to do. That method is extremely flawed for multiple reasons. I'm, I'm going to go into one big one uh, and that's it. But it completely ignores risk factors. Okay. For example, every degree that you can get it reduces your risk differently. So like risk to employment. Okay. So for example, like if I get a degree in sociology versus a degree in engineering, the risk factors are completely different in terms of my employment post-graduation. That cookie cutter break-even method doesn't show that, okay? Not only that, but as you progress in education, that is also different. So for example, like if you go from a bachelor's to a master's, people that have master's degrees 
have a lot less unemployment than people that have bachelor's degrees. It's just facts. Again, that's lower risk. Those, those items don't take into account any of that. Not only that, but if they say, oh, well, like, this is the amount of debt you have. Well, what happens if the interest rate is 2% versus what if the interest rate is like 8%? It doesn't even take into account the, the interest rate in that type of method. Okay. So that's why that traditional method is flawed of looking at a break even. Now, I'm going to go through another traditional method of how people typically look at this. Let's just say your debt payments are like 8 to 10% of your income. It's worth it. That's what they say. They, they say this because if your debt payments are like 8 to 10% of your income post-graduation, you should be able to pay off your debt and be out of debt in 10 years. So they're saying your income is, is worth it. But that's flawed for two reasons. One, what like if you were making 70 grand before you went to college and now you're making 70 grand after college? Why should you have 8 to 10% of your money going to debt? That makes no sense, right? Not only that, but with student loans, we have a major number, literally millions of people going on income-driven repayment plans where payments are like 4 or 5% of their income and they're going for loan forgiveness. So that throws a whole wrench in that type of analysis. So I just wanted to start off on this podcast and on this video just describing to you the traditional ways of doing it. Okay, now, what's the best way of doing it? Okay. It is to look at how much human capital value is created by you going to school. And if you're financing it with debt, that human capital value will automatically be adjusted based on that debt. So what is human capital? Okay, Human capital is a projection of your income. And then it says, what is the risk to that income? And it gives you a value of it as of today now that's what i meant earlier why do people not normally use this method it's because it's extremely complex in order to, to really say what is that risk and valuing that human capital today however one of the big things as you guys know that listen to this podcast and this youtube video or if you're new to this channel one of the reasons why our financial planning technology is so different and like our Fitbox score and all that type of stuff that we work with at Fitbox is so different is because our analytics includes human capital and behavior and everything else. And when you're on your Fitbox profile, if you go into the net wealth section underneath summary, we tell you based on your profile, this is the value of your human capital. And if you use our financial planning technology, like if you're a college student, or you're thinking about getting a degree and you go in and you use our financial planning technology and you build a financial plan, in the summary, on one of the summary uh, graphs, we show you what happens to your human capital. So you can see what would happen like if I don't do this versus if I do do this, okay? So why is human so important? How does this work? First of all, all those flaws I talked about before are completely negated, okay? Because it takes into the different degrees of income. It takes into account how you finance your education. It takes into account um, the different degrees and the different risks associated with them. It takes into account all that, okay? So I'm gonna give you an example of how this works. I'm gonna go through a few different scenarios so you can see, okay, this is how I can see this, okay? And if this makes sense. Let's just say you're an undergrad. That's what you have. You have no college debt, 
okay, at all. You graduated, you had grants, you worked, whatever it was, okay? And let's just say you're making $48,000 a year. Uh, your human capital value would be about $439,000. Now, again, that's different for everybody. Like there's different degrees and everything. I'm just putting this in as a generality so that way you guys can see this example. Again, your human capital, about 439 grand, okay? Scenario two, let's just say you graduate from graduate school and you have no college debt. So, and your income goes from 48 grand to 78 grand a year. The human capital goes from $439,000 to $821,000. So your graduate degree created value of $382,000 as of today. So obviously getting your graduate degree, like if you didn't have to pay for it, would make sense, right? From a financial standpoint. Now, let's just say that same call it that same graduate degree that you, now you're making, you went from 48 grand a year to 78 grand a year in income. You now had to use $100,000 in debt to get it. Your human capital value would decrease from $821,000 to $768,000. Now, compare that to undergrad where you didn't have any debt at all, but now you have 100 grand in debt. You have 768 versus 439,000. So yeah, that's still a pretty decent increase. So even with 100 grand in debt, it makes sense going to get that college, uh, that graduate degree. Okay, now let's just say that graduate degree cost you $210,000, okay? Your human capital would be $460,000, which is still more than just having an undergraduate degree with no debt. But it's only an increment of $1,000. So a technical standpoint, you would still do it even at a $210,000 because your human capital value today is still more worth more. So in the grand from a theory on human capital value and doing things doing to increase your human capital value, what the pure theory says is any activity that increases the value of your human capital, you should do it. Okay. So things like courses, if, if you took courses like online and they can increase your income, then it's worth paying for it because it would increase your human capital value. You do the same type of analysis. So that's a pure theory. But in this case for $210,000, you create $21,000 extra. So pure theory would say, yes, do it. But the way I look at that is like, okay, well, I invest $210,000 and my value goes up by $21,000. That's not that much. Okay. Because the way I look at it is like, you know, if I go get my graduate degree, for example, and that's 18 months of my life. If instead I spend that time figuring out how to create an extra $21,000 or maybe it's an extra five to $10,000 a year in income, that extra five to $10,000 in income would be more than $21,000 in human capital value. So why don't I just go do that instead of get my graduate degree? Let it be starting a website, a blog, whatever it is, right? So that's how you start to look at it is to say, what is the increase in human capital value? And then everybody has that own definition of, of how much college debt is, is worth it. And the other thing I wanna to say too, by the way, this doesn't take into a qualitative side. Like if you really wanna do a profession that requires you to have that degree, I always say, don't let money dictate what you're doing, right? Like there'll be a way to pay for it. But this is from pure dollars and cents. Again, how much debt is too much? It has to do with human capital value. And you have to sit there and say, okay, if I do this, 
based on how I'm funding my college, how like how much in human capital value am I actually increasing? And like I said, if you guys want help with that, just build your profile, schedule a call. We'll walk you through it all and, and show you how to actually judge it to say, hey, too much debt is here. We actually have a tool that will show you like this is the degree that I'm thinking about getting and how much debt is too much. And it actually goes through this whole curve showing you. Um, right now, as of the day of this podcast, we actually took that down because we just redid our entire interface for our website. We just haven't updated that that specific tool yet. We will be. But if you need help, we have other tools that can still demonstrate it to you. Um, it just requires us to verbalize it to you, to explain to you what happens. Okay. But as always, if you need help, let us know. That is the podcast for today. That is the video. Again, if you guys need help, go to fitbus.com. Use our technology to build your financial plan. If you need help, schedule a call with your Fitbus coach. They'll answer your questions. We'll see you again soon.